is Zoe, I'm in grade 12, and I am an ear of East. Hello, my name is Bella, and I'm in grade 12, and I'm an ear of East. Hello, my name is Edwight, I'm in grade 12, and I'm an ear of East. Hello, my name is Fraser, I'm in grade 12, and I'm an ear of East. Hello, my name is Gabby, I'm in grade 11, and I'm an ear of East. Hi, I'm Herbert, I'm a grade 12 student, and I'm an ear of East. You are listening to the Global Politics Podcast, brought to you by the students of UWC-SEA. Today we're going to be talking about LGBT rights in the Singapore community and in the school community. This podcast was inspired by a panel we visited in December, where members of the LGBT focus group in our school called Equality talked about their experiences as members of the LGBT community. We wanted to bring to light some of the issues that might come with the inclusion of LGBT people. So here today we have two members from Equality Focus Group and some grade 10 students who are doing their Jeepers Critical Challenge project on LGBT rights in Singapore. The first question that I have for you guys is what do you think the general attitude in school is towards the LGBT community? And you know, what makes you think this? Does it seem to be the same across grade levels or other schools? Do events here feel inclusive? What activities or events might be good examples of an inclusive attitude? Well, I think personally, this school is really good at being a safe space for students of the LGBT community. Recently, we spoke to Miss Glavon, who's the high school counsellor, and she also thought that this school was particularly good at being a safe space for students. And she thought this because a lot of students were comfortable with being themselves in a school environment and were less comfortable outside of the school environment. So from that, I think the school is a pretty safe space for students. Before, I thought it was safe, like no one would be outright attacked. My answer would be similar to Alicia's because I think she mentioned that we talked with Ms. Glavon this morning, and then she said that there were a bunch of students that came up to her and they felt comfortable in like the school, and that they usually came out to friends first before they came out to family, and that they were more afraid of the environment outside of school. Uh, so you also mentioned the events that we have that show that our school is a safe space. We have Pink Dot every year, and we're finding that the number of people that come to it increase every year, so I feel like we're becoming more of a space space as time goes on, so I think that we are safe space. I feel like school is a place where people should come and feel safe, no matter your identity, which could be your gender, your sexuality, whatever you feel like you identify with. And this school does a really good job of it. It really has an inclusive place for people, but also if you don't feel comfortable talking at home or if you don't feel comfortable talking to your teacher, especially when you're around your friends who are around every single day, constantly, it makes a really safe space for people. Especially coming from a different school recently, I've seen that the school accepts a lot more and there's a less back talk behind a person who comes out and it's really important for school to be a safe place for people. I feel like we all kind of have a mutual agreement of the fact that school is a safe space but I think that one of the bigger issues lies kind of beneath the surface because I feel like the issues are not in terms of general consensus they're more in terms of what people say and what people do within their own friend groups because I know that there are definitely jokes that are thrown around within friend groups about something being gay or you know using derogatory terms. So that's definitely an issue that still happens, but I think I would agree with you that most people do tend to accept people who come out and members of the LGBT community. The thing with the derogatory terms, when people say, oh, don't be so gay or don't do this, that's always been a big issue, especially especially in schools and in teenagers, because that's the way they feel that they can express themselves, that's the way that they feel, and it's wrong. It shouldn't happen, right? Of course it shouldn't. 
And the school is really trying to discuss that, especially in classes such as PSE. We talked about it last week. And it really tries to be saying, don't be so gay is wrong. Moving on to talk about kind of LGBT rights in Singapore. There, so an openly gay man was recently allowed to adopt his biological son through a surrogate mother. Do you think that Singapore is moving more towards LGBT inclusion? I looked at the study and it kind of seems like there were a lot of loopholes for this situation. The man had to prove that he wasn't intentionally breaking the law. And that's one of the only reasons that the Supreme Court let him keep the baby. In comparison to where we were, say, 50 years ago, we seem to be moving more towards the LGBT inclusion side. And I think the main reason why the government doesn't make big pushes for this, though, is because of the major culture shock that might happen, like culture shock within the country, because the difference in perspectives and ideologies between generations seems to be really big, because you've got the pioneer generation of Singapore is still alive today. So you have people who came into Singapore when it first became Singapore. That's one of the most interesting things to me is that how in the course of probably about three or four generations, the perspectives have changed so much. And it's just just this huge difference in perspectives, I feel, is what's limiting the government from pushing towards LGBT inclusion because I don't see much of another, another problem. Because of course it's the new generation now that's pushing it and we're building the future and everyone from the Singaporean youth is the one that's doing it and especially with age comes a mo- lot more exposure to things like this, especially in the 21st century with the world is so much more globalized than it was say 50 years ago when the pioneers was, was here. So how do you think that members of the school community, like teachers and students, what what do you think they can do to support the LGBT community and to support students? Another question that that kind of brings in is, should they actively be supporting the LGBT community or should they be supporting acceptance? I think mainly we should begin with starting to highlight acceptance because there's a very fine line that can be crossed if we are immediately plunged directly into acceptance particularly of the LGBT community because obviously in this school there are going to be lots of different people with different opinions. A lot of our students do come from more conservative backgrounds and homosexuality is considered wrong in their cultures so is it our right to force them to assimilate with the more liberal values of UWC or should UWC even have a stance that's pro-LGBT or anti-LGBT? I feel like UWC shouldn't really have like a stance, right? Because their point is not to come in and make people copies of each other, right? It's not coming in, oh, you have to, you have to, you have to. It's there to, but having a community that's a lot more accepting and working on acceptance, not just because of their reputation, just because of what is right and what they believe in, right? But in a community that's more accepting and you have a lot more people coming out, you begin to support that a lot more. If, for example, your friend comes out and you, you don't agree with it, you're not going to be so against it, you probably be exposed to the idea a lot more and you can become to accept it. And so with UWC, the environment of it is being a lot more accepting and a lot more open, it can also change people's minds. Because a lot of problems of people who don't know is people who don't understand it. That's the problem. I think another problem might be parents, because if we talk to the kids who might be accepting because of their exposure to the more accepting culture from our school, they might have different values on it than their parents who might not agree with it and might not agree with their kids being taught those kind of values at this school. It's not really about drilling values, of certain values into kids' heads. What it's about is drilling human values into people's heads and a human value would be acceptance and empathy. Acceptance is really important because acceptance of 
anyone regardless of who they are and acceptance doesn't mean that you need to be okay necessarily with the way that people are or with their beliefs it just means that i have my beliefs you have yours an example of this would be a friend who i had and he was from a more conservative family and he personally he didn't believe in gay marriage so i'm bisexual so the kind of discussions between us about that and I was trying to convince him, you know, why gay marriage should be allowed, why homosexuals should be allowed to be married under a church. And he said, fine, that's none of my business. It's my beliefs, it's your beliefs, they're separate. That kind of made me understand that we can all believe whatever we want, but the only way we're going to move forward in terms of acceptance and everything is just if we don't try and drill beliefs into other people's heads. I completely agree with what you just said in terms of the acceptance thing because um, I think one of the great things about our school is that our school is very diverse. So of course a lot of students have been raised completely differently than others with completely different backgrounds and different beliefs. But I think the main thing about our school is that we don't try to change people's beliefs. Like you said, we try and work together with that person to understand why they would try and think things like that. So I think that's what's great about our school and also students in our school we sort of like understand that everybody is different and everybody has their own beliefs so it's not such a big deal if somebody may have a difference or somebody may have a different opinion to you we've talked a lot about the schools we talked a little bit about singapore and so now what the jeepers group wanted to discuss today was whether uwc forms a bubble that separates us from singapore society so does being in the uwc community feel different to being in the Singaporean community and do we have the same values as the Singaporean community in terms of LGBT? I've been to UWC for quite a while but I've also been to a Singaporean local school so when I was at my local school there was a, a lot of negative undertone talk towards the LGBT community in a sense and everyone did use the slang of like calling something gay. I kind of like understood because they were very uneducated on the, the topic because in UWC I've noticed that there's many assemblies in the PSC units that do cover sexuality and stuff like that and gender identity but in local school it was mainly focused on your grades and stuff like that. I also went to a local school for four years and from the environment we had it wasn't negative against LGBT rights we just weren't told what they were at all so it was just something we just didn't talk about at all. So due to globalization, a large percent of the Singaporean population is not actually Singaporean. So there's a lot of um, expats coming in. There's a lot of foreigners coming in because of all the job opportunities in Singapore and because Singapore is such a business, big business hub. And so I think that actually globalization is making it easier in a sense for people or even kids in local schools nowadays to be able to see LGBT couples in the media, LGBT couples in the news and with what recently happened with the gay man adopting his surrogate child. But one thing that also kind of relates to this is media censorship because I know one example is the final episode of Adventure Time. So there was an LGBT couple featured in the final episode who was not featured in previous episodes and that episode didn't air in most of Asia and South America. So I think it's only been aired in Canada, the United States and parts of Europe. So it's kind of preventing the promotion of that idea. So that segues really nicely into our next point and our final point about how um, popular culture might be shaping our perception of the LGBT community. And everyone's heard that Katy Perry song, I Kissed a Girl, right? Everyone knows that song, but how has that kind of shaped our lives and shaped the way that we view things? Uh, I would say like we're definitely seeing a lot more of the LGBTQ community in uh, popular culture. And since 
basically everyone around the world is influenced by some um, people who produce popular culture we get influenced by their opinion on the lgbtq community so famous people are not gonna outright just say they don't support the community a lot of them are accepting of the community and because we look up to them and we support them we would generally follow along with their opinion or to some extent be influenced by their opinion so we've kind of talked about how it shapes our perception of people who support or don't support but the question that i wanted to focus more on was how might popular culture be shaping the way that we perceive the actual lgbt community our generations are now more online and more on Instagram and like Facebook and things like that. We're more connected to other cultures around the world. So because we're connected, that kind of allows us to see other more cultures. about yeah. other cultures and how they accept. So a really interesting thing actually was also relating to the Katy Perry song and relating to Riverdale, the sexualization of lesbian couples because that happens a lot in a the media lot. and it's a, it's a feminism issue because it plays into the male fantasy. I have so many friends who've been like, I'm homophobic, I don't like it, but it's fine if two girls kiss because, you know, then it's hot. And you're like, so are you saying that two girls can make up with two boys can't? Like, that's, it's different. Are you going to stop someone from loving because you think it's nasty? Carter doesn't want to get involved in this yeah. discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say that because of how it gets sexualized, it puts the wrong kind of image of lesbian couples on, on like, um, like the people who are learning about the LGBT community. They learn the wrong things because of the media, and I guess that is a, a bad thing about the media because it is shaping the way people are thinking and what they value. I'm gonna talk about another children's show. A show that does a really good job at not sexualizing lesbians is a Steven Universe. And it, it's really interesting because it also emphasizes the point that a lot of people don't understand. And I feel like this is present in the school community as well. The fact that just because I'm into girls doesn't mean I'm into you. And that's a, that's a big point that everyone has raised time and time again, you know. And same with gay men. Just because I'm into guys doesn't mean I'm into you. Steven Universe does a really good job at that because in the show there's this one character and she works with two other females and they all live together. But just because she's into females doesn't mean she's into them. It shows LGBT people are dimensional. They can have platonic relationships as well as romantic relationships. And I think that show does a really good job at it. Yeah, I feel like that's one thing that a lot of straight people don't really get. I think that's why also they're like more close-minded to the fact of there being LGBT community. I feel like if straight people just understand that just because, you know, I'm so-and-so doesn't mean I'm immediately in love with you and, you know, obsessed with you and such. So this this episode was organized a really long time ago, so what I didn't put in was the Jussie Smollett case because that did not come out yet. So, okay, for anyone who might not know what happened, Empire actor Jussie Smollett, who is out as gay, what happened is that he made allegations of an, a racist homophobic attack that happened against him, claiming that two men wearing red hats and screaming, this is MAGA country, came and attacked him. What happened later was that reports came out that actually showed that it was staged and it was fake. So how do, how do you think this impacts the LGBT community? One of the other big celebrities who voiced like her you know, support for Jussie Smollett was Ellen Page. She voiced like her support, even though later, of course, it was on stage. Ellen Page didn't actually take back what she had said in support for Jesse Smollett. 
to me, what is fine is if um, after this came out, when we didn't have a lot of information on whether it was staged or not, if a celebrity like Ellen Page just came out and said, you know, I support the LGBT community, what happened was unfortunate. What is not okay is for someone to come out and to bash kind of whoever, whatever community did this. This is like kind of the boy who cried wolf. So what does this do in the future for members of the LGBT community who do face actual harassment or are actually attacked? Like, what will this do for them? feel like people who are homophobic might actually take this as justification for either like just ignoring harassment or like saying that it's actually fake. There is a slight problem that arises when like somebody stages an attack like that because people after they find out it's staged would probably start thinking when actual like news of actual attacks are released they might start thinking it's fake. I think what we what we reached through this, or we came to the conclusion that it's important to be accepting. It's important to accept people regardless of their beliefs. So it, that and that's important from both standpoints. So it's important for the more conservative community to allow the LGBT community to live alongside them because they're not going to get rid of them. And it's very important as well for the LGBT community to recognize that some people are going to have very different views, and it's not something that will go away either. So. Yeah, thanks. Thank you.